Good morning. This is Kathleen Listen. I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and a board certified massage therapist practicing here in San Diego. And this is the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. And I share and expand upon the tips and tricks that I sh- that I put together in my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy, which is available on Amazon. And it covers information that I share with my clients. And my clients include um, people who have swelling after plastic surgery or orthopedic reconstructive surgery or trauma, and also um, men and women who have a diagnosis of lymphedema. So today I want to get a little bit off of the um, core topics of the book, but share something very interesting, um, especially for women, kind of... um, inspired by an article that I recently read in a website called The Good Men Project. The uh, article is titled Sexism in Pain Management and the author is Stephen Bitsoli. So Stephen spends most of the article covering um, the facts behind that there is sexism in pain management in our medical system here in America. Um, But he also shares two or three really interesting tips that I hadn't specifically realized but I think are very useful once you know them in order to um, get better service in your doctor's office. So the first one is that he kind of explodes the myth that is the core of um, what, what kind of drives sexism in pain management. And that is that women are more impervious to pain because we um, can go through labor and delivery ideally without any painkillers at all. And um, just like a lot of myths, there's a core truth in that. But the issue is when we kind of run with it and don't have a complete understanding of the facts behind it. So the core truth is that women do secrete hormones in in our body um, at the very end of pregnancy when we are nearing labor and delivery. And those hormones help us to have a more painless experience um, to handle the labor and delivery uh, better. But those hormones are only released at the end of pregnancy. So the myth comes in when that must mean that women should be impervious to pain throughout their entire lives. Okay, so now that we put that one to bed, I want to um, think about two other tips that I found in this article. And the first one is um, one that I knew that I'd come across before, but I think it's important to always mention it and keep on talking about it so that maybe if this is the first time you're hearing this, that you can go and do research more. And that is the fact that women, when we have a heart attack, um, which is one of the top killers of us, even more deadly than breast cancer and other diseases, Um, having a heart attack and heart disease is extremely deadly to women, especially older women. Our symptoms of heart attack are more varied than men's typical symptoms. So we may be having symptoms beyond just, you know, the crushing pain in the chest and the pain that radiates down the left arm. So it's very important for every woman to know what the symptoms of a heart attack are. 
and definitely spend some time and do some research on this. So if it happens to you that you are confident enough to press for the proper testing, don't let them, you know, um, if you go to the emergency room, press for the proper testing, make sure that you get the medical care that you need. And don't just let, you know, someone tell you, someone in your life or even the medical facility tell you to like just take aspirin or painkiller and go to sleep and hope that it will be better because this is a major killer for all of us. And then the third tip that I found um, from this article was perhaps the most important for me and that is when you go into your doctor's office, don't wear makeup. So our instinct is if we feel a little sick, we know exactly what to put on our face to make us look better, and that might screw us up at the doctor's office. Thank you. So in this segment of the podcast, we're going to talk about um, two ways to stimulate lymphatic flow in our body, and the first one is deep breathing, and if you have a manual lymphatic drainage massage on your body, the first thing I'll do is to have you, um, right after I stimulate the abdominal lymphatics um, in your abdomen, I'll have you do a series of deep breaths while I press down in different parts of your abdomen. So that's a really good way to stimulate um, the abdominal lymphatics and your entire lymphatic system. But when you're on your own, just the act of deep breathing, uh, moving the diaphragm up and down is enough to um, push the lymph up the thoracic duct. So that's actually what's happening when we breathe deeply. An interesting idea I want to share with you about deep breathing is actually an idea I first learned when I was a Girls on the Run coach. So I coached Girls on the Run for a few years here in San Diego in Rancho Bernardo. And we taught the girls how to take a deep breath. And it was a little bit different than I think most people think of how they would take a deep breath. So if you demonstrate to somebody how to take a deep breath, often the very first step is to breathe in as much as you can and fill your lungs like and then hold it so I would like to think of deep breathing a little bit differently so when we train the girls how to take a deep breath the first step is actually to breathe out and completely empty our lungs of all breath and then we can wait it only takes a second or two until our body is naturally stimulated to inhale again So we're not holding our breath, we're just kind of calmly waiting and seeing when our body is signaling us, hey, let's take in some breath. So let's practice it now. We'll breathe out completely. And then just real naturally, my body will naturally just breathe in. And then when we breathe in, we can focus on filling the bottom of our lungs, filling the breath all the way to the belly button. So a series of those done um, just to the natural pace of our body, because if we breathe in too deeply and too many times in a minute, we'll start getting a little lightheaded. So just the natural sequence of, of deep breathing is very calming and it is also helping to move our lymphatic fluid. 
So the other tip that I'll give today is a tip I share on page um, 51, and that is an actual a fun way to stimulate lymphatic flow in the abdomen, and that's by blowing bubbles. So it's summer, kids are out of school, it's got to be easy for us to find, you know, some bubbles at the um, grocery store or the drugstore, or we can make our own recipes found online for bubbles, and just pay some, have some fun with by yourself or with some kids blowing the bubbles and the action is actually that long breath out that we use to completely empty our lungs when we're blowing the bubbles and then it'll just have that natural inhale as we're inhaling to take the next breath out to blow more bubbles. So those are two tips that you can um, play with and just practice the new way of deep breathing where we breathe out first and then just having a little fun this uh, summer and increasing our lymphatic flow by blowing bubbles. Have a great day.